Hey, hey, this is Coach A.A. and welcome to the January 22nd edition in 2023. Today's post is about stress eating. Like most of you, this is certainly something that happens to me. Being aware of it was the key first step. Acknowledging it and then speaking about it has helped. So I'd like to talk about it a little bit more today. Let's start with whether stress eating is real. Is it, you know, a scientific fact or an excuse to indulge in unplanned gluttony? Well, the answer requires a short dip into the biochemical process, that is your body. In the short term, when we are stressed, our body's stress response curbs appetite. Why? Because getting out of the stressful scenario is the most important thing. Not eating. So our appetite goes down. You've seen this in action when you're working on an important project and you don't really feel hungry and have skipped a meal. But the issue in modern life is that the stressor does not go away. Quoting a relevant passage from Harvard Health on stress eating. Begin quote. But if stress persists, it's a different story. The adrenal glands release another hormone called cortisol. And cortisol increases appetite and may also ramp up motivation in general, including the motivation to eat. Once a stressful episode is over, cortisol levels should fall. But if the stress doesn't go away, or if a person is stress response gets stuck in the on position, cortisol may stay elevated, end quote. So we have an increased appetite and an increased motivation to eat because the stress does not go away, which leads to us having our stress response on for an extended duration. And this, unfortunately, is the norm for a lot of us. So why do we actually stress eat? Well, it's a mechanism to combat our stress. You crave foods that will make you feel better. This is inevitably foods that are high in salt, sugar, and fat. Foods that are engineered to hit your brain with yay signals and dampen the stress response. This works really well in the short term. A scoop of chocolate ice cream makes me feel like magic. But tomorrow, because my stressor hasn't really gone away, the impact of the ice cream is gone and tomorrow I need another scoop. And the day after that. 
and the day after that. And many a time, one scoop isn't enough. So multiple scoops. That's how stress eating occurs. Because the underlying cause is deeper and unresolved. It is not a question of willpower, but of biology. The best method to get out of this funk of stress eating is not to work on the eating component, but on the stress component. Let me tell you about my current scenario. In the past two months, my stress has been higher than usual. I'm in the middle of a new app launch for the Daily Nine. Uh, this is a complete revamp of the application. We've thrown out our entire old code base and have a new one. And we've also changed a fundamental factor in how the program is designed. Now, since this is not my first brush with app launches and product development, I prepared reasonably well for this stressor. I prepared for delays. I did my homework. Made sure I saw the long term and all that. But a longer than expected delay coupled with two crucial bugs that were not expected led to my stress cup getting rather full. And all this is besides my regular workload where I have a huge long-term stressor. I'm finding it difficult to get out of working on quadrant one tasks and move into working on quadrant two tasks. So this is a designation that comes from the Eisenhower matrix. Quadrant one tasks are urgent and important, stuff you need to do today, while quadrant two tasks are not urgent, but very, very important. Now, my long-term goal is to work primarily on quadrant two tasks because these are the long-term. This is how I think I need to spend my time for the benefit of my company's growth and not on the urgent and important tasks. But knowing this and getting there are two different things. So these are my two big stressors that I have been around for a little bit longer, which has caused me to stress eat. So I started with understanding my stressors better. Now I know the D9 app is a short-term stressor. Once the app is launched and the bugs are resolved, it will get over. So I jotted down my learnings from this experience. Now, like having a weekly project review and also not accepting that all development projects will be delayed. There's a humorous quote in, uh, in uh, programming circles. Here it goes. The first 90% of the code accounts for the first 90% of the development time. 
the remaining 10% of the code accounts for the other 90% of the development time, end quote. The reason I do not want to accept that this will be delayed is it inevitably means that the timeline I am working with is wrong and I already know it, which makes no sense. So I can definitely plan better. I can also make peace with the fact that there'll be unforeseen problems, that there will be blind spots. That's the definition of a blind spot. What worked well was staying calm throughout the experience because being calmer allows me to solve problems better. Being agitated only delays the solution. It's just that I ran out of patience towards the end. So patience is another learning. And I should reach out to experts a little earlier than later. And for the other stressor, which is how my work itself is designed to shift into quadrant two, here's what I'm thinking. First, I need to acknowledge that this is not going to be resolved in the next few weeks. I need to have more self-compassion. I work hard and there are a lot of things at play at the quad and a lot of things I have my hand, uh, hands full with. I need to stay calm and draft a medium-term and a long-term plan. Say, in three months, this is where I aim to be, and then in six months, and then by the end of this year to achieve this transition. I find planning extremely hard, and I'll talk about this in a few weeks, and I should seek outside help. There are some people who are awesome at this. I need to begin with the end in mind. Rather than just yelling constantly that I need to work only on quadrant two, I need to understand what that means. And I need to continue focusing on my breath work, my meditation, and making sure I have me time. And of course, stay on path. Stay patient, understand the effort required, track the effort. So what's next? Well, for me, understanding my stressors, acknowledging them, and acknowledging my pain are have been crucial. These are not things I've done before. Instead, I would berate myself and get to problem solving. Honestly, just acknowledging and being nicer, even though I'm nowhere close to solving the problem, has been helpful. Next, I need to work on a plan. A lot of the stuff I've said is abstract. I need specifics. But the skeleton is there. I've picked a direction and I need to walk. And I need to keep an eye on my stress eating. Rather than get angry at the stress of eating or the eating itself, I need to use it as an opportunity. Stress eating signals that things are getting hard and I need to acknowledge it. I need to use it as a flag that's being raised rather than a whip. Now, the point of using me as an example is not just to speak about myself, but to walk you through a real-life example and what a potential solution could be. 
I don't know if this is the right solution for you. Heck, I don't even know if it is the right solution for me. But I do know that I have a tendency to overthink and solutions appear after I start moving in the right direction. So for you, next time you find yourself stress eating, here's my suggestion. Focus on identifying the underlying stressor or stressors and acknowledge the stress. Acknowledge yourself. Treat yourself with self-compassion. Now, that's a huge rabbit hole. Something I'm not an expert on. But I will be, and I will address this sooner or later. And finally, have a plan for dealing with the stress. Give yourself time to deal with the stress. Attack the stressor. The eating part will take care of itself. Well, that's that. I'll update you on my learnings and failures and progress in a few weeks. You, well, you be you. I'll see you next week. You have a good one. Bye. This is Coach AA signing off.